0: hello everyone this is peterson moran reporting to you live from daily sound i have something interesting for you guys today um i was doing some research online because you know i was i was um looking for something interesting to talk about on my next episode and i came across something called the russian sleep experiment i'm not sure if you guys heard of this before but um It's some creepy-ass shit, and we're about to jump into that right now. All right, so let's start. Russian researchers in the late 1940s kept five people awake for 15 days using an experimental gas-based stimulant. They were kept in a cell environment to carefully monitor their oxygen intakes so the gas didn't kill them since it was toxic in high concentrations. This was before closed circuit cameras, so they had only microphones and five-inch thick glass porthole side windows into the chamber to monitor them. The chamber was stocked with books, cots to sleep on but no bedding, running water or toilet, and enough dried food to last all five for like over a month. The test subject were political prisoners deemed enemy of the state during World War II. Everything was fine for the for, for, everything was fine for the first five days. The subject hardly complained, having been promised falsely that they would be freed if they're submitted to the test and did not sleep for 30 days. Their conversation activities were monitored and it was noted that they continued to talk about increasingly tr- traumatic incident in their past. And the general tone of the conversation took on a darker aspect as the four day mark at the four day mark. After five days, they started to complain about the circumstances and events that lead them to where they were and started to demonstrate severe paranoia. They stopped talking to each other and began alternatively whispering to the microphones and one-way mirrored portholes. Oddly, they all seemed to think they could win the trust of the experimenters by turning over their comrade, the other subject, in captivity, captivity with them. At first the researchers suspected this was an at first the researchers suspected this was an effect of the gas itself. After nine days the first of them started screaming. He ran the length of the chamber repeatedly, yelling at the top of his lung for three hours straight. He continued attempting to scream but was only able to reproduce occasional speech. The researchers postulated postulated that he had physically torn his vocal cords. The most surprising thing about this behavior is how the other captives reacted to it, or rather, than react to it. They continued whispering to the microphones until the second of the captives started to scream. The two non-screaming captives took the book apart, smeared page after page with their own feces, and passed them calmly over the glass portholes. The screaming promptly stopped. Ew, that's fucking nasty. So did the whisper into the microphones. After three or more days passed, the researchers checked the microphone hourly to make sure they were working, since they thought it was, since they thought it impossible that no sound could be coming from, with five people inside. The oxygen consumption in the chamber indicated that all five must still be alive. In fact, it was the amount of oxygen five people would consume at, a very heavy level of strenuous exercise on the morning of the fourteenth day, the researchers did something they said they would not do to get a reaction from the captive. They used the intercom inside the chamber, hoping to provoke any response from the captive. they were afraid were either dead or vegetables. They announced. We are opening the chambers to test the microphone. Stay, step away from the doors and lie flat on the floor or you will be shot. Compliance will earn you your immediate freedom. To their surprise, they heard a single phrase and a calm voice "Response. We no longer want to be freed. Debate broke out among the researchers and the military forces funding the research. Unable to to provoke any more responses in the intercom, it was finally decided to open the chambers at midnight on the 15th day. The chamber was flush of the stimulant gas and filled with fresh air, and immediately voices from the microphone began to object. Three different voices began begging as if pleading for the life of loved ones to turn the gas back on. The chamber was open and soldiers sent in to retrieve the test subjects. They began to scream louder than ever, and so did the soldiers when they saw what was inside. Four of the five subjects were still alive, although no one could rightly call the state of that of them, you know, alive. The food ration past day five had not been so much as touch there were chunks of meat from the dead test subjects thighs and chest stuffed into the drain in the center of the chamber blocking the drain allowing four inches of water to accumulate on the floor precisely how much of the water on the floor was actually blood was never determined All four surviving test subjects also had large portions of muscle and skin torn away from their bodies. The destruction of flesh and exposed bone on their fingertips indicate that the wounds were inflicted by hand, not with teeth, as the researchers initially thought. Closer examination of the position and angles of the wood indicate that most, if not all of them, were self-inflicted. The the abdomen, the ab, abdominal organs b- below the rib cage of all four test subjects had been removed, while the heart, lungs, and diaphragm remained in place. The skin and most of the muscles attached to the rib had been ripped off, expo- exposing the lungs through the rib cage. All the blood vessels and organs remained intact. They had just been taken out and laid on the floor, fanning out around the evascerated but still living bodies of the subjects the digest digestive tract of all four could be seen to be working digesting food it quickly became apparent that they were digesting wait they were digesting their own fucking flesh ew that's crazy yo damn they was eating their own flesh that they had ripped off and eaten over the course of days most of the bodies most of the soldiers were Russian special operatives at the facility, but still many refused to return to the chamber to remove the test subjects. They continued to scream to be left in the chamber and alternately alternately begged and demanded that the gas be turned back on, lest they fell asleep to everyone's surprise, the test subject put up a fierce fight in the process of being removed from the chamber one of the russian soldiers died from having his throat ripped out another was gravely injured by having his testicles ripped off and artery and his legs severed by one of the subject's teeth severed by one of the subject's teeth damn another five of the soldiers lost their life if you count ones the ones that had committed suicide in the weeks following the incidents In the struggle, one of the four living subjects had his spleen raptured and he bled out almost immediately. The medical researchers attempted to sedate him, but this proved impossible. He was infected with more than 10 times the human dose of a morphine derivative and still fought like a cornered animal, breaking the ribs and arm of one of the doctors when Hart was... When heart was seen to beat for a full two minutes after he had bled out to the point where there was more air in his vascular system than blood. Even after it stopped, he continued to scream and flare for another three minutes. Struggling to attack anyone and reaching just repeating the word more over and over, weaker and weaker until he finally fell silent. The surviving three test subjects were heavily restrained and moved to a medical facility. The two with intact vocal cords continually begged for the gas, demanding to be kept awake. The most injured of the three was taken to the only surgical operating room that the facility had. In the process of preparing the subject to have his organ placed back within his body, it was found that he was effectively immune to the sedative. They had given him to prepare him for the surgery, he fought furiously against his restraint when the anesthetic gas was brought out to put him under. He managed to tear most of he managed to tear most of the weight through a uh, for to through a four inch wide leather strap on one wrist, even though the weight of a two hundred pound soldier holding that wrist as well. It took only a little more anesthetic than normal to put him under. In the instant, his eyelid fluttered and closed, his heart stopped. In the autopsy of the test subject that died on the operating table, it was found that his blood had tripled the normal level of oxygen. His muscles that were still attached to his skeleton were badly torn, and he had broken nine bones in his struggle to not be subdued. Most of them were from the force of his own muscle, had exerted on them damn the second survivor had been the first of the group of five to start screaming his vocal cord destroyed he was unable to beg or object to surgery and he only reached by shaking his head violently in disapproval when the anesthetic gas was brought near him he shook his head yes when someone suggested reluctantly they tried the surgery without anesthetic and did not react to the entire six-hour procedure of replacing his abdominal organs and attempting to cover them with what remained of his skin. The surgeon presided, stated repeatedly that it should be medically possible for the patient to still be alive. One terrified nurse assisting the surgery stated that she had seen the patient mouth Curling to smile several times whenever his eyes met hers. When the surgery ended, the subject looked at the surgeon and began to wheeze loudly, attempting to talk while struggling, assuming this must be something of drastic importance. The surgeon had a pen and the surgeon had a pen and pad fetched so the patient could write his message. It was simple. Keep cutting. The other two subjects were given the same surgery both without anesthetic as well although they had to be injected with a paralytic for the duration of the operation. The surgeon found it was impossible to perform the operation while the patient laughed continuously. Once paralyzed, the subject could only follow the attempting researchers with their eyes. The prayer paralytic cleared their system in an abnormally short period of time and they were soon trying to escape their bonds the moment they could speak they were again asking for the stimulant gas the researchers tried asking why they had entered themselves why they had ripped out their own guts and why they wanted to be given the gas again only one response was given i must remain awake All three subject restrained were reinforced and they were placed back into the chamber awaiting the determination as to what should be done with them. The researchers facing the wrath of their military benefactors for having felt the stated goals of their project considered the surviving subject considering killing the surviving subjects. The commanding officer and ex-KGB instead saw potential. And wanted to see what would happen. They were put back on the gas. The researchers strongly objected, but were overruled. In preparation for being sealed in the chamber again, the subject were connected to a EEG monitor and had the restraint paddock for long term confinement. To everyone's surprise, all three stopped struggling the moment it was let slip that they were going back on the gas. It was obvious. That at this point, all three were putting up a great struggle to stay awake. one of the su- subjects that could speak was humming loudly and continuously. The mute subject was straining his leg against the leather bomb with all his might, first left then right, then left again for some for something to focus on. The remaining subject was holding his head. Off his pillow and blinking rapidly, having been the first to be wired for EEG, most of the researchers were monitoring his monitor during his brainwave in surprise. They were normal most of the time, but sometimes flatlined. It looked as if he were repeatedly suffering brain death before returning to normal. As they focused on paper scrolling out of the brainwave monitor. Only one nurse saw his eyes slip shut at the same moment his head hit the window. His brainwave immediately changed to that of deep sleep, then flatlined for the last time as his heart simultaneously stopped. The remaining subject that could speak started screaming to the sealed and no, and now. The remaining subject that could speak started screaming to be sealed and now. His brainwave showed the same flat lines as one who had just died from falling asleep. The commander gave the order to seal the chamber with both subject inside as well the three researchers. One of the name, one of one of the name, three immediately wait one of the name three immediately drew his gun and shot the commander point blank between his eyes. Then turned the gun on the mute subject and blew his brain out as well. He pointed his gun at the remaining subject, still restrained to a bed. As the remaining members of the medical researchers' team fled the room, I won't be locked in here with these things, not with you, he screamed at the man strapped to the table. What are you? He demanded. I must know. The subject smiled. Have you forgotten so easily? The subject asked. We are you. We're the madness that lurks within you all, begging to be free at every moment in your deepest animal mind. We are what you hide from in your beds every night. We are what you sedate into silence and paralyze when you go to the nocturnal heaven where we cannot tread. The researchers pause, then aim at the subject's heart and fire, the EEG flatline as the subject weakly choked out, so nearly free. Wow, people.